0: WE HAVE WEEKLY ENGAGING CONVERSATIONS WITH TODAY'S MOST INFLUENTIAL THOUGHT LEADERS AND ENTREPRENEURS AS THEY DISCUSS THEIR SUCCESSES, FAILURES, TIPPING POINTS, AND OTHER PRICELESS INFORMATION THAT YOU CAN APPLY IMMEDIATELY AFTER LISTENING. NOW, HERE'S YOUR HOST, DOUG PARKER. AND WELCOME TO TEXAS MONEY AND BUSINESS HERE ON KEXB, EXPERTS IN BUSINESS, RIGHT HERE ON 620 AM. I'M RON TATER. IT'S GOOD TO HAVE YOU HERE. WE HAVE OUR GOOD FRIEND DOUG PARKER with Ambitious Radio Network, uh, uh, certainly an expert in business and another expert in business we'll introduce in a moment. But Doug, uh, goodness, it's uh, going to be a great day. Welcome along.
1: Well, thanks so much, Ron. And thanks for all you do, as uh, as always. I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, today we've got a great guest and we'll jump right into that. But all this is made possible by our sponsors. So we want to thank those guys. Real quick, grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. And most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans they take out for their companies. But that can be tough to do if they've got any credit issues. So go to repairmycreditnow.com For their free credit report evaluation, that's repairmycreditnow.com. So, getting to know the ambitious leader today, we're going to be talking to Kelly Shackelford. He's the president and CEO of First Liberty Institute. He's a constitutional scholar. He's argued before the United States Supreme Court, testified before the U.S. House and Senate on constitutional issues, and won multiple landmark First Amendment and religious liberty cases in the past few years. He was recently named one of the 25 greatest Texas lawyers of the past quarter century by Texas Lawyer and is a recipient of the prestigious William Bentley Bell Award for Life and Religious Freedom Defense for his leadership and pioneering work protecting religious freedom. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Oh, it's good to be on. My goodness, you've accomplished so much. That's a fantastic story as I've kind of gotten to know you a little bit in research. Tell us a little bit kind of about... Uh, first Liberty I think I think you guys have recently changed the name a lot of people may know it as Liberty institute that's right uh, but we're, but uh, we're, tell we're, us.
2: you're you're on the cutting edge uh we're literally just uh uh in February uh changing uh, adjusting our name from Liberty institute to first Liberty institute and really probably we go by first Liberty because that's what we focus on the first liberty religious freedom the first amendment
1: gotcha gotcha well that makes sense i i I was uh uh, been aware of the organization for a while, and I got an email the other day, and, and one of your guys, Steve Purdom, that works with you, we go to church together, and so um, yeah, you know, I wanted to make sure and address the the address you properly there. So uh-huh. so tell us just a little bit uh, for those that don't know what you guys do. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you know what you're all about.
2: Well, uh, First Liberty is the largest legal organization in the country. Uh, that all we do is religious freedom. I mean, that that's our sole focus, and we do that free of charge. So, uh, you know, I could give you a lot of examples, but let's say you took the nine-year-old boy we represented who uh, they told all the kids, uh, you can bring whatever book you want to to read during free reading time, but uh, that changed when he brought his Bible, and he was told he couldn't bring his Bible, he couldn't read his Bible, and, uh, you know, this is a poor family outside of Miami-Dade. They certainly didn't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to go out and hire a, a legal team and. So we provide that and the best lawyers in the country uh, literally donate their time and we put that team together. And then when we win that case, like that case, the Giovanni Rubio case, um, we don't just win for Giovanni and his family, um, but that precedent protects, you know, us. It protects our children and our grandchildren. So it's something that everybody wants to be a part of because we all have a vested interest in the freedoms that we have to share our faith and to speak publicly.
1: Sure. Yeah, I I remember hearing about that and and I think there was a, another case that maybe you guys had gotten involved in that had to do with like a valedictorian Victorian speech or something he 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 was told they were going to cut the mic and, you know, do something crazy if if he uh said anything about God or Jesus in there.
2: Yeah, we actually had uh, we've had a number of those. Uh the one here locally we had uh was really disgraceful. Uh they They not only uh, turned off his mic, uh, but then they threatened to call the Naval Academy and to have his offer revoked because he mentioned God in the Constitution in his valedictory address. Uh, By the time we were done, they were making a public apology and and all that was turned around. But uh, that's the kind of, unfortunately, that's the kind of stuff that goes on in our country right now. We're having to represent, I think most people have heard about the coach, uh, Coach Kennedy, who uh, has been actually you know, fired because he went to a knee after the game to thank God for the privilege of coaching the young men, and he did this all by himself. Uh, uh, so the, the kind of hostility that's out there against the most basic rights of the free exercise of religion and religious freedom, uh, we just can't take those things for granted now. I mean, I, I think back to 26, 27 years ago when I started doing this, you couldn't have convinced me that I was going to be representing churches, that churches would need defense in the United States of America. But now, we probably have another two churches a week uh, on average that we have to, to represent. They just want to be a church. They just want to do what churches do. And all of a sudden, the city wants to bulldoze their land and take their church down because they think it'll make better taxpayer property. Or uh, they're telling them that, uh, that they have to have at least uh, you know two acres of land for parking because the city doesn't want them to be there because they're not going to pay taxes because they're a nonprofit or I, just story after story after story, where churches are all of a sudden uh, no longer seen as the great benefit that they really are to the community, but you've got cities and counties all across the country that are a really hostile place even for the church.
1: Well, you know you mentioned you've been uh, doing this for twenty six, twenty seven years. so t- tell us a little bit about kind of uh, your story of how you decided to you know to to get into this field and 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 work uh, and help help people out.
2: Well, really for me, it goes back to when I was in high school. Um, sort of by then I'd, I kind of felt like the Lord had shown me what my uh, skills were and my, my gifts were in analytical thinking and speaking. And I thought, you know, I either need to be a pastor or a lawyer and people were, you know, kind of like, that's kind of a God or Satan choice, isn't it? A pastoral lawyer, <laughs> uh, very different. But, uh, you know, I talked to my youth pastor and, uh, he was great. He said, uh, he said, you know, if you're called to be a minister, that's a wonderful calling. He said, but I will say this. I know a lot of Christian pastors, and boy, we sure could use some more Christian lawyers. And uh, as I really analyzed my DNA, I realized I, I probably was really more called to law than—I um, thought I would make a, a better lawyer than a better, you know, pastor and counselor and all the other things that pastors do— And uh, went to law school um, at Baylor and, um, you know, intelligence and grades wise, undergrad. I mean, I should, you know, good grades and all that, but I should have been an average law student. But my heart was really for ministry. So I donated a lot of time at my church. I led the discipleship ministry for the college students. And that's really a a bad plan when you think about it, you know, be average intelligence. And then while everybody else is studying 24-7, you're spending time volunteering and doing other things. But when the grades came back, I was making all the high grades and I just felt like it was the Lord showing me, I want you to to, to use your legal skills, but I want you to keep your your heart for ministry. And so I got out I clerked for a federal judge. Um, you do that for one year um, after law school. If you get, can get one of those jobs they are pretty tough to get because it's such a unique experience. You get to see what it's like to be on the other side of the bench. So you learn what's persuasive and what's not and what's over the top and what's not. You can imagine lawyers can easily go over the top and lose their credibility if they get too um, energetic about something. And so you you learn sort of because you get to see it from a different perspective. And after that year, all the law firms want you to come work for them because, you know, that's a unique perspective that you've gotten. And so you get a lot of nice offers from, from all of them. And I just sat in my office and I thought, You know, I felt like I'd suffocate if I went and did the regular law thing. I just don't feel like that's what God was calling me to do. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, well, what do you want to do? And I thought, well, I'd like to use my legal skills, but I want to help pastors and churches and religious freedoms and our founding principles. And I'd even like to go to seminary part time if I could. And I laughed because there was there was no job like that. And about two weeks later, two guys called me. I never met these guys. They were partners in major law firms. And they said, you know, we uh, started donating our time for religious freedom, and we're not getting so many calls. It's hurting our ability to make a living. So we were wondering, would you be willing to come on, do cases, help pastors, churches, religious freedoms, and our founding principles? And you can even go to seminary part-time if you want to. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, basically they created the job that I thought, boy, that's what I would love to do. And God just laid it in my lap. And their only question was how much you need to live on. And I was I was making twenty eight thousand as a clerk for a federal court. So uh, they started pitching in each month out of their pocket uh, to cover this new ministry that was starting, and uh, that was you know almost twenty seven years ago that I started doing this. And now the Liberty Institute's the largest legal organization in the country that focuses you know exclusively on religious liberty in the United States. So it's one of those. Sort of American stories, but really it's, it's one of those God stories. God knew there was going to be a need for this and it was going to grow greater and greater. And so he created, uh, you know, uh, people that had a heart and a passion and a calling. There's people all around me here, lots of people, all top of their class from law schools that could be out making a lot of money. But God, this is where God sent them and uh, they know this is where they're supposed to be. And boy, uh, I think a lot of people do right now with all the things going on around the country.
1: There's no question about that. It, it really is, and that's you know that's really just a great a great story of how you know you you put something out there, you pray about it, and then you know you look up and somehow or another you know you couldn't have planned a, <laughs> you couldn't have planned it better if you'd have went out and re- you know written the job description for yourself. It sounds like. Um, so you know one one quick thing we always like to get from folks is you know different different books they like different quotes they like those types of things, and and I see here that one of your favorite quotes was, "I'm immortal until God's work for me is done." And, uh, that is, that is really powerful that, that, uh, that reminds me of a deal with, with Zig Ziglar at one point, right after nine, uh, 11, uh, someone had asked him something to the effect of, you know, uh, you know, you're going to get on a plane, you're doing a lot of traveling. And, uh, he's like, absolutely. I'm going to get on a plane. If if it's my time to go, it's my time to go, but I'm not going to let no terrorist, you know, uh, uh, you know, scare me or, or take me off when God's ready for me to be gone. That's, that's what'll happen. So. Yes. Uh, well, that's the that, great that thing really,
2: about that verse is, uh, is sort of the twofold part of it. One part is that God has some things for us to do. I mean, we're not just here to kind of sit on a rump, you know? I mean, he, we're, we're made in His image, and we each are made very uniquely with gifts. I mean, people always wonder, what's God's will? You know, well, the most specific, particularized will you'll ever see is how uniquely you're created. And so there is, is something awesome about, you know, that Ephesians 2.10, that You know, we're God's workmanship created to do things that he's laid out in front of us to do. I mean, he's got a light, He's got things for us to do. Uh, And and so that's the good that's the first good part. But the other good part is until you've done whatever he has for you to do, uh, nobody can touch you. I mean, (laughs) he's in control. So uh, you just need to be obedient. And when it's time, it'll be time. But uh, nobody else is going to interrupt his schedule. And uh, so that's the great thing that you can rest in Him, and and not have to be fearful or uh, or worry or or think that somebody is going to do something to uh, change things because uh, you know it's His will that matters and He has control over that.
1: Well, that is great stuff for our listeners, and, and guys, if you missed anything, you can go back and check out the show notes on AmbitiousRadio.com. Any content that we discuss will be there on the guest's show page, so you can just click on Kelly Shackelford, and it'll be there. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Tune in after a brief word from our sponsors when we'll be talking more to Kelly Shackelford about his career pursuits, his experience of being an ambitious leader, and protecting individuals' religious liberties.
2: When you start shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really gonna get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with the salesman over the price, then verbally joust with the finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they wanna sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way. And that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. They'll also pick up your trade-in for an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817 or 972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car.
0: Back in here on Texas Money and Business, and the Ambitious Radio Network is underway with Doug Parker. And, Doug, uh, what a great guest and uh, a great cause that is on the table today with uh, Kelly Schocker.
1: No question about it. You know, First Liberty does such great things, and and we'll jump right into a little more from Kelly here in just a moment. We always want to thank our sponsors for making it possible. So all3reports.com, that's all3reports.com. the number Uh, you know, many people only check their credit reports every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe purchasing a vehicle. But if there's an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it then. So make sure and monitor your credit so you can be proactive and not reactive. And speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, Lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing to purchase your next vehicle, or lease your next vehicle, I should say. Uh, they offer a better way to lease your next car, America's largest independent leasing company. So today we're talking with Kelly Shackford of First Liberty. And uh, Kelly, welcome back to the show.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: You are a very uh, unique leader, and, and again, I'm always impressed with this the different styles and the different uh, things that, that folks do and how they're able to use their... God-given skills to, to really make things happen. So let me ask you this. What's one of the personal habits that you would say has contributed most to your success?
2: Um, you know, um, I, when I was younger, I would have said, I I would have assumed that to be a good leader, um, you have to be sort of a certain personality type, you know, kind of a hard charger, uh, a type a personality, a, uh, uh, you know, quick decision maker, uh, and you know a number of those things aren't me. Um, and what I really what I really think I've learned is that uh, what you really need is humility before the Lord to recognize that I can't do this job. I, I can't you know there's so much I can't do without you. And so I think if you're not in prayer um, and you're not uh, uh, really seeking the Lord, for what you're doing. Uh, that's what really is gonna bring you success. And I, I don't care what your natural talents and tendencies are, you, your flesh might work a little bit. And, and this is even if you're in a you know, a for-profit business, I'm just not talking about people that lead nonprofits. Uh, I think there's just so much more that happens if you uh, are dependent upon the Lord and realize that uh, uh, that he can do much more than you can do. I mean, his business plan is a lot better than the one you'll put in your head. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I, just say that dependence, you know, that comes through prayer, uh, and through, uh, uh, just all the other, you know, you go through the spiritual maturities of, uh, that people could go through, you know, being in the word, uh, being in a fellowship group, uh, uh, being in a good church and all, all the kinds of things that go along with that. But ultimately it's really, uh, realizing that, uh, you're not so hot all by yourself that you need help. And, uh, and really, there's nobody that can help you better than the Lord.
1: No question about that. So, so let me ask you this: So, you, you rewind back, you know, 26 or 27 years, and when you first started doing this, it seems like it was a couple guys that were just they were just trying to give back and, and give back the community. But it got to be a little overwhelming, and so they brought you in to 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 start, you know, kind of taking some of that load off of them. And then out of that has come this this giant organization. Uh, the largest in the country, as you said. But what fears did you have when you first starting Liberty? Were there were there things that that just popped up and, and you were like, oh my goodness, what's this? What's that? I mean, d- were, were there fears that popped up?
2: Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I'm not you know I didn't go through all of my past, but I mean, I lost my father when I was three, and so I never really had that uh, father figure, you know, uh, and so I wasn't really sure of myself because I had uh, I just didn't have the model. Um, And so when I uh, uh, started working first, I kind of had, as I said, I had some people who were over me who were a little, you know, more experienced and all that. But I won't go through all the iterations, but there were a number of times that the ministry changed. And uh, I went from one to another and different position and different kinds of things. And there was a time when I would come and what would happen at that time uh, is is I would get there and I would say, "Okay, now I'm in charge. And you know, I, it's not like God hadn't blessed what I'd been doing. And, and I, you know, and he had kind of sh- shown me, hey, Kelly, you know, I'm going to allow you to do this. I'm going to I'm gonna give you favor here. Uh, but all of a sudden, when I didn't have sort of uh, those crutches, I guess, of other people, and I was officially the head guy, um, I wasn't sure of myself. And uh, God had to had to bring some people, you know, uh, to me uh, while I was doing my job to kind of say to me, "Hey, God's really blessing you here," to remind me what I should have already known. But it was just a confidence deal. I just saw the same thing happen with uh, we had a in our organization uh, some other things that we were doing, and when we went national three years ago because we'd always been a Texas group, um, part of what we did was purely Texas and it was the legislative stuff, and so. I took my legislative director and we said you've got to start your own group and we're going to you know give you the funding that we've used here but we're going to be religious liberty national and that's all we do and you're a different focus and so you need to you need to lead that and I'll help you. Guy was the reason we had him do this is tremendously talented guy. We knew he would do great. But you know what? He had never been the guy and he was really scared about that. And I had no fear at all. I knew exactly what was going to happen, you know. And so it's interesting how, you know, not only God, but your other people can see very clearly, um, you know, how God created you, how he uh, has gifted you, how, you know, areas that you're going to succeed in when you can't see it yourself necessarily because uh, you hadn't been there yet. And so I, I've, I walked through the same process uh, with this guy, and so it's a, it's an example of, uh, uh, of. The same thing I went through, just needing to sort of have that confidence, um, you know, pats on the back and stuff to say, this is your giftedness. You're doing well here. You can do it dependent upon the Lord. And s- instead of the sort of the doubts and the nags that the enemy will bring to try to keep you down.
1: Sure, sure. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Let, let's talk about maybe for just a minute, you know, relationship with the media, because obviously, you know, it's a hot topic, the things that you're going over. And, and I've seen you on Fox News and, and other stuff. But, I, you know, how have you been received by some of the other media outlets?
2: Well, I mean, look, uh, a lot of times the media is uh, hostile to, uh, you know, the the Christian perspective, uh, not because they mean to be, but they just they don't get it. They don't they come from a different uh, worldview. And uh, what I would say about the media is, number one, uh, you know, if you if you treat people you know, it's the old golden rule, right? If you treat people the way you would want them to treat us, uh, I think you t- typically get better uh, relationships with people. And a lot of these media things, some of them are in and out, but a lot of them are relationships. Because if you're, you know, if you're going to go on O'Reilly, um, then, you know, y- y- you might be on O'Reilly a number of times if you're doing like what we do, <laughs> or you might be on, uh, you name it, right? Uh, you name the show or the person. And so those are relationships. So treating them fairly, Treating them graciously is important, but also you have to be prepared. And a lot of people, I think they just go into media thinking, well, I'll just go in there and just say whatever comes to my mind. And there's no time of preparation. Uh, There's no time of prayer. Uh, There's no time of sitting down and thinking, "Okay, because let me explain something to your audience. I mean, the way things typically work in the media, absent being on a live TV show is what shows up in the media is just a small percentage of the discussion you have. So if you're going to be on TV news or you're going to be in a in a newspaper article or you're you're going to probably have somebody talk to you for thirty minutes, and then they're gonna they're gonna put you know uh, if it's the news for instance they're gonna put fifteen seconds on the news or they're gonna put you know two or three sentences in the newspaper article. So you better have done your homework to figure out. How do I summarize what the main point that I want to get across here is um, where even when he's, he or she is done with his interview, they'll come back and they'll go, you know what, that nails it right there. You know what, if you do your work, you make their job easier and you get your point across. And so it takes preparation as well as a relationship with people.
0: You know, Doug, it was, uh, makes- it was through the media that I actually met Kelly. Kelly, can you believe it? it's been 20 years ago that we, we actually met um, and uh, it's, it's been a long time. I was producing a, a national program called point of view that's still on the air today. And, uh, one of, one of my uh, heroes, uh, in uh, not only the faith, but in the media, uh, uh, Dr. Marlon Maddox, who's gone on to be the Lord now, and this is how I met Kelly. And this is the the good side of the media, by the way. And uh, so Kelly would come on the show and uh, uh, became good friends and part of the family of, of uh, broadcasters there on the program. And I, I just remember Kelly just just you know sitting behind that booth and and, and uh, listening and learning uh, and about all the great things of that that you know you would do and that uh, and how Marlon and and you would uh, uh, really have that great exchange and. I think that that was such a great time, and and especially for me, just just learning about you know the things that that needed to be defended, and then here you are today doing so very well, and it just blesses me to know that you're still defending issues that uh, come up in the church, in the military, the school, uh, the public arena. But what a blessing, uh, Doug, to have uh, a Kelly Shackleford and his team like this that continues to stand for the very things that uh, that we love and hold dear to our heart, but that have a place that needs to be protected uh through the Constitution. And uh Kelly is uh kind of like the the guard standing at the door with a gun and we appreciate that very much. So I, I've always Absolutely. appreciated Kelly for
1: so long. Yeah. Yeah, no that's that is great stuff. And and you know kind of as we um uh, as we wrap up this this segment, you know, it you know, there's so many things out there that we take for granted. And you know, I think when he was talking earlier about the 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 young man that brought the Bible to school and I think it was Giovanni um you know i i couldn't fathom a situation like that where uh, you know a little kid is is just reading a bible and somebody's trying to tell him he can't do that and if it weren't for this group uh the liberty institute he he would not have been able to to have done that so um, it's great work that you're doing and and i'm glad our our listeners are going to be able to you know kind of hear about what you're doing maybe they may or may not have been exposed to you in the past so um, if guys if you like what you're hearing Uh, Text Ambitious to 69922, standard messaging rates apply. See the website for more details. And next we'll be talking more to Kelly about the ambitious things that he's really doing right now and then what's next on Ambitious Radio. Here's
2: another RepairMyCreditNow.com story.
0: Home ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be
1: (laughs) a lot
0: repairmycreditnow.com. Repairmycreditnow.com. www.repairmycreditnow.com. We're back in here on Texas Money and Business and uh, the Ambitious Radio Network with Doug Parker here. And Doug, it's, it's always great to have such great guests here on the program, and especially for uh, change agents like uh, like Kelly Shackelford and the First Liberty Institute uh, that's been around for so long and that is continuing to, to expand and, and cover the areas that, that are pertinent today. And I know that's what we're going to talk about in this segment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's no no question about it. And, you know, one of the things that, and I didn't get to it in the last time, but I, I do want to bring it up uh, because we always hear about, you know, good stuff and, and, you know, sometimes under the, under behind the scenes or behind, uh, you know, what's going on, there's, there's, there's underlying issues, you know, currents under, underneath. And I always like to kind of talk about something like that. So Kelly, is there anything you can think of maybe over the past uh, decade or two that, that's something that really maybe it was a mistake that was made and and kind of how it affected, uh, the, the nonprofit and then how you navigated uh, through that.
2: Well, gosh, uh, I mean, you know, nothing's coming up to the top of my mind immediately. I mean, look, we're always in battles and, uh, I mean, in every battle uh, that we're in there, I mean, it's kind of like not very many professions are like law. I mean, it's, it's like it's like you're a plumber and every pipe you're screwing in, somebody else is trying to unscrew. <laughs> and so it's kind of a daily thing for us. I mean, there's somebody trying to really thinking and and obsessing and, and, and strategizing how they're going to make us lose on this religious freedom for this. You know, like you say, for Giovanni Rubio, a nine year old or let's say. Gabriela Perez, a little five-year-old girl who was told, quote, it's not good to pray in school and stop from praying over her meal. I mean, there's somebody literally on the other side trying to beat you. And then not only is that going on, but there, there's an attempt certainly uh, in a spiritual realm as well, trying to beat you like in the media. Uh, so like in the Gabriela Perez case, I just mentioned uh, with a little five-year-old girl, uh, what did they do? They came out with an article in the newspaper saying that it didn't happen. Um, and, of course, the guy who wrote the article, and this is in a major newspaper, is an Orlando newspaper, never checked to get his facts right. And so he just slandered this little girl and her family when she was already going through all kinds of stuff. Now, by the end, she there was a lineup. She picked out who it was. The school ended up apologizing and everything and having to back down. But there's every one of these things, just realize, every one we take, it might look like, hey, we take the case and we win. But actually— there's a, a ferocious uh, battle going on uh, to, to on the other side to create precedent that would be anti-religious freedom and, uh, and certainly to, to give a bad PR image. And then we're trying to do the opposite of that on this side to create good precedents that protect people, our children, our grandchildren, and create good media as far as getting the word out so people are empowered to know the, the freedoms that they have to share the truth and to impact people's lives.
0: Kelly do you find mm-hmm. do you find yourself at more in a more uh, a mode of defense uh in terms of things that come against these uh, you know the the tenants and and the very things that are that you represent or or do you find a mixture of of where you're going being proactive and going after certain things that are attacking uh the 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 message and the you know the thing that you're that we're defending
2: here Yeah I mean look there's a lot of defense because some of the 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 uh, attacks are so outrageous that you yeah. know uh, you just you have to, you can't even believe anybody's bringing these. Right. Sure. Uh, uh, I mean, and, and everybody's heard of the crazy stuff going on around the country. And the like I said, the the five year old girl who stopped from praying over her meal. I mean, who would ever thought? So, right. But we have an offensive side to what we do, too. We have certain areas that where uh, we know that the law has gotten off course mm-hmm. and where we've decided here's what we're going to do to bring it back. And uh, and we're going to take some legal action to begin to reform that and move that back. And actually, if you were to go back 20 years ago and looked at a lot of the Supreme court cases or 30 years ago mm-hmm. on religious freedom uh, you know, you'd know, you realize that now we've actually moved it in a really good direction. I'd say the military, for instance, in the last five years alone uh, it was just going in a horrible direction. I mean, it, we had really bad things happening in the military to those who are already sacrificing And in the last uh, especially two to three years since we opened the military division here to to provide religious freedom in the military, we've seen a significant movement. And that wouldn't have happened if I mean, and again, I want to take credit. This was the Lord's idea because we just hired a guy on staff. We were just hiring our next attorney. Yeah, he came out of the military and. Yeah, he was, a uh, you know, a, a litigator in the military and he taught at the Naval Academy, but we were just hiring him as an attorney. Mm-hmm. And six months later, there's this flood of attacks on religious freedom in the military against chaplains, uh, wow. against, uh, you know, veterans memorials against all kinds of, you know, cause they had a cross on them. Right. And we're going everybody's looking for an expert on military law. And, uh, you know, they're like, where can we find somebody who's a military litigator? And, uh. You know, we have one that's actually on staff. He's right down the hall, and we didn't even hire him for that. And so before we knew it, we opened up a whole division on the military, and it's been incredible to see what's been happening now and us changing the law back for religious freedom. And that was a specific measure pointed at the military, and it's been incredibly successful in And we've got really probably one of the biggest cases we've ever had this year Mm -hmm. uh, is the case that we have uh, that's going before what you would essentially say is the military Supreme Court, the Court of Military Appeals, uh, over. And it's a case where a Marine was court-martialed for having a scripture verse on her computer. Wow. Uh, And uh, it's going to set a precedent because they've never had one of these religious liberty cases at the military Supreme Court. This is going to set the standard across every branch of the military. And so it's just incredible to see what's happened there. And that was definitely something we were focusing on that the Lord knew we needed to focus on and even brought us the right person on staff to do that.
0: I love that, Doug, that, that, uh, you know, Kelly and his staff can, uh, has g- gone into these areas. And again, like in this case, he just mentioned, this is going to set a precedent. And now, so now whenever they have something down the road in the future, they'll refer back to this particular one here as, uh, you know, as a barometer. So I love these, uh, the aspect of Liberty from this angle, from a proactive uh, angle that is uh, not just defending, but is coming to the, the, to the defense and, 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 you know, standing up and saying, Hey, uh, we we're pointing in, in this direction. We have the right to do this. And uh, I love that about them.
1: No, it's, it's, it really is great stuff. And you know, one thing, Kelly, I'd heard you say one time before, and you were really talking about kind of how it works and you're talking about the attorneys that you have on staff and this, that, and the other um, that you're hiring. But, I, I think I remember you saying something about there, you've got kind of a network all across the country and you've yeah. got these seasoned attorneys. And can you tell us in, in, in like a couple of minutes, a little bit about how that, how that part of the network works?
2: Yeah, that's really the secret sauce. I mean, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the whole reason for our success and, and the lore you know, if uh, the best way I can say it is if you were to look at legal groups that are out there, um, they all do the same method, which is, Raise as much money as you can, hire as many attorneys as you can with that money, and then put them in an office in D.C. or New York or somewhere. Fly them around the country and cover as many of your, you know, your issue, your legal group's issues, whether you're left wing or right wing or whatever. You cover as many of those as you can. That's not our model. Our model is really somewhat of a body of Christ model, and and you know, I'll give God the credit for this because I just kind of slipped into this by accident and had no idea that how incredible this would be. But what we do is there's all these lawyers who are believers who went to law school because they wanted to stand for what was right. And 30 years later, these are literally the best litigators at the best law firms in in the country and, in fact, in the world. And they've done honorable work for their clients, big corporations and and et cetera. But they've never gotten to do a case for their faith or for their country. And so we go to them and we say, look, uh, if we give you everything you need, are you willing to give your time? And they're like, you know, I've been waiting 30 years. Sign me up. Hmm. We know what's going to happen when we give them one of these cases. For the first time in their life, all their talent, their gifts, their training, everything is for the first time lined up with their faith. And they've never never felt that before. And so it's kind of unfair, but we now know we have them for the rest of their lives as one of our volunteer attorneys. (laughs) And I did it because I thought, you know, we'll get a lot more bang for the buck this way, you know, for... And that's, it's been true. For every 10000 we spend on a case, we get 60000 donated. So it's like a six-to-one multiplication of the money. But the thing I wasn't thinking about and didn't realize is the win-loss ratio. And that is all the other groups, you know, nonprofit, they'll win one, lose one. It's 50-50. Our win rate for over 12 years in a row has been well above 90%. Wow. I mean, it's just unheard of. And it's because we're the body of Christ. Yeah. I mean, if there's a case in California... We have the best attorney in that area at the best law firm when they go into court and the ACOU guy flies in from New York City or somewhere else. I mean, our person lives there. Uh, so it's just a huge advantage to know the local practice, know the judge, know the people in the community uh, and also be one of the best lawyers at one of the best law firms in the world. Add all that together and it's a recipe for. Something that really is hard to equal. And and then add to that in our case that religious freedom has been here. It's the reason the country was founded, that all the history and the law and everything is on our side. We should be winning, you know, 95, 98 percent of our cases. That's right. And that's what's happened. So it's a it really is, Doug, the secret sauce. It's uh, it's all these attorneys donating their time. And we coordinate that out of this office. And this is sort of the command center for all of that litigation and all those cases and legal matters, over 400, for instance, last year and and growing every
1: year. My goodness, that is unbelievable. I I just get chills hearing about it. So, well, as we kind of wrap up the segment, you know, after we hear a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be discussing more with Kelly, what he does to recharge his ambitious mind, body, and spirit. Hey, ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication as an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribed email keep business calls separate from your personal calls plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee remember to click on the grasshopper banner at ambitiousradio.com for a special discount for our listeners join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with grasshopper see how grasshopper works it's the entrepreneur's phone system turn the world into your office
0: indeed texas money and business right here on KEXB. experts in business i'm ron taylor doug parker with ambitious radio network here of course and kelly Shackelford uh, is joining us with uh, the first liberty institute and uh, doug uh, learning some great things today and uh, getting to visit with someone whose heart is uh, right where it needs to be and god's got him right on the path that he wants him to be and he's serving the body of christ in an amazing way so good to have him here
1: yeah and yeah, no, no question about. We got you know Kelly Shackford from uh, First Liberty Institute, as they just kind of updated the name. As as he mentioned, uh, it's where they defend Christian liberties and Christian rights. So let's talk just a little bit about you. We've talked a lot about what you know what you guys do as an organization but we always like to talk to the ambitious leader and entrepreneur and just talk to them a little bit about the things that you kind of like to do, things that drain you, things that fill you, how you pass your time, stuff like that. So what's, what do you do whenever you need to kind of go recharge? How, How do you go about doing that? You
2: know, uh, I mean, I'd say there's a number of things I do. I try to do some sort of, uh, some sort of exercise every day, uh, or at least, you know, five or six days a week. Uh, I think that's important. Um, but I also, uh, the things I do to really kind of unwind, or I guess a typical thing maybe a guy would do, which is I might watch a sports, uh, uh, you know, event or uh, play golf. Um, and I think the reason for that is, you know, I, it's, it's it, especially if you're in my world and with the stuff, it's it's, you know, there's a lot of jobs where you can't really take it home with you. But in this world, it's like, there's a lot of thinking and a lot of, coming up with creative ideas on how to win this case and sort of the new angle, the new uh, idea that you hadn't thought of. And so you can literally marinate, you know, 24-7 in your work if you're not careful. And it's especially easy to do because you're in the ministry. So you're doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so we can easily justify, you know, totally getting out of balance. And so the thing I like about golf, for instance, is not that I'm that good, but it ca- it, it requires a lot of concentration so you kind of got to focus on what you're doing, or you'll just be horrific. <laughs> and still, still might be really bad even if you focus. But I find myself focused and forgetting the other stuff, um, which is what I need to do. And the same thing watching, you know, sports or uh, whether I'm watching my Baylor Bears or, or or you know another sports event or the Cowboys or you name it. Uh, you know, it's easier to kind of put that stuff aside for a while and uh, and recharge and rest, as the Lord really does want us to do.
1: Sure, absolutely. So, speaking of rest, do you, do you have, uh, from a vacation standpoint, do you take a couple vacations a year? What what does a uh, annual vacations look like for you?
2: Well, they change, uh, but I mean, typically, vacation in my family has meant family. Uh, so, it means our family is going to do something together, and uh, we're getting to that stage in life now where we're, you know. I've got my oldest who's about to get married. And so I know some of the people listening to already been through these stages, but, uh, yep. where it's going to be a little harder to, to keep everybody together. And so we, we kind of realized that. And so we, we try to get our family together, if not every year, at least every other year and go do something special. Like maybe, uh, Get on a cruise where we're all kind of combined, you know, we're kind of together, uh, and there's nowhere to go. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go and see something together that's really new. You know, history uh, on a cruise, or or just something like that, or or go to a, a resort somewhere. But it, just so that we're, we're we as family are together, and we're learning something, we're doing something, we're active, and uh, that's typically what we like to do.
1: Gotcha. And and when it comes to kind of that, that work-life balance, you, you spoke about it a little bit because it's kind of hard to unplug because it's your mind thinking of the kind of the next step, kind of playing chess, advanced chess or something. But um, do, do you have that work-life balance? Are you really, you know, at the end of the day, are you able to check out and unplug and go get eight hours of sleep? Or what what does that look like for you?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, the, I think everybody probably has a time when, uh, you know, they, they sort of lose perspective and they uh, they get out of balance. And for me, uh, the biggest I mean, the biggest temptation and when that really occurred was, you know, I, again, I've been doing this for uh, almost seven, uh, 27 years. And uh, but the last about three and a half years ago, we went from a state group, which I'd always meant to just, wait, hey, we'll do our work in Texas, a big state. There's plenty of work to be done. But when you have a win rate that's just through the roof and everybody's begging you to come do their cases around the country and you see the trouble around the country and the need, you know, we really felt it was clear God was calling us to go national. Well, we started going national after a lot of prayer and God was just blessing everything we were doing. And you can get really heady when you're a part of a movement of God, when you're when you're seeing incredible things happen, you can want to go everywhere and do everything and and my wife even was, you know, she was supportive of it because she saw these incredible things that were happening until she realized, OK, he's out of balance now. You know, we you know, there's lots of people that can go do what you're doing, but there's nobody else who can be dad to our son who's who's still in high school. Mm. Uh, and so we we sat down and had a, you know, had a discussion, took out my schedule and we you know, we, we made, did some things like if you're out this week, you're in next week. You know, you're, you know, and we just went through and we locked down weeks where you're not going anywhere. Even though my job was to expand us nationally, that was going to have to happen, uh, you know, every other week at the most. And uh, so we kind of got things back in balance. You know, God got my uh, attention and and used my wife to help me with that.
1: You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because – uh, my wife did a similar deal about maybe four years ago, something like that. I had two kids that were in high school, and um, she said, You know, I, I was r- rolling off of one board, and she said, Hey, please don't take anything else on as soon as this thing expires. And um, for a minute, I was like, What are you talking about? And she just was basically saying, Hey, look, this window for influence is closing mm-hmm. on our kids. And we've got a very limited window to, to impact them. And, and, you know, until they go off to college and, and, you know, you know, come back and what have you. And it really sank in. So for, for all the folks that are out there, you mentioned, you know, like the hard charging a type personalities and, and some leaders are that way. Some aren't, but uh, you know, they tend to, and I, I'm pointing the finger at me be a little hard headed, but when your wife, Uh, says something like that to you, listen, because it, it really makes a huge difference. And I very seldom have anybody that I interview or just talk to in passing that they say, yeah, I spent way too much time with my kids. You know, that's, that's one of my regrets. I spent too much time with them. It's always the other way around. You know, they've accomplished whatever they've accomplished. But it's always at the detriment, and not always, sometimes it's at the detriment of either a relationship, you know, a, a, a marriage or, or relationships with kids or whatever. And, and that's a regret that if you've got a good one beside you, giving you good counsel, just slow down and listen to them because mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely makes a huge uh, difference there. So, you know, Kelly, we are just about to wrap up the show. And I had a, a laundry list of questions. You just have so much good stuff. Um, you know, two things I want to go over real quick. What's, what's your favorite book?
2: Well, uh, that's hard, but I'd say I'd say for a long time my favorite book has been uh, *A Severe Mercy*. Uh, by uh, it's by a friend of uh, C.S. Lewis's, a guy by the name of Sheldon Van Auken. and it's a it's a true story, and it's kind of like my favorite verse. Uh, it just challenges me so much because there's a level of maturity, of Christian maturity, in one of the people in the books that I almost can't even, I, I just feel like it's so beyond my, my reach uh, of how they handle certain situations. Now, uh, my verse is uh, Acts five forty through 42, which is when they say they called the apostles in and they had them flogged, and then they uh, ordered them not to speak in, in the name of Jesus. And then it says they, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for his name. And they continue to preach in the temple courts and 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 throughout, and you know just uh, that's the book and the verse both uh challenge me because i' i'm i'm not there yet uh and uh I'd like to be uh and I know that this uh christian walk is a is you know it's a life it's a progress it's we're not going to get all the way there but uh uh, those are things that really challenge me and inspire me, and and make me want to be uh, more of who God wants me to be, and and realize I'm not I'm not there yet.
1: Well, that is fantastic uh, information, and and let me ask you this: If someone wants to take action, get involved with First Liberty, how would they go about doing that?
2: Well, the easiest thing is just to go to the website again. Uh, you know, libertyinstitute.org has been our website for a while now, libertyinstitute.org. And, uh, and it'll change in, I think, mid-February to firstliberty.org. Uh, but, uh, libertyinstitute.org will send them there either way. And they can, I would encourage people, sign up to get the emails and to be on the list, um, Number one, you can see what's happening because you probably have no concept of the battles that are going on around you and that will affect you, your children, your grandchildren. And number one, you need to be in prayer. Uh, These people need prayer support in these cases, Uh, like Coach Joe Kennedy. His whole career is maybe over because he went to a knee to thank God after the football game. Mm. He needs prayer. Um, And number two, I would love for people to get these emails and information so they could share it with other people. Other people in the body, because I think the more and more people that know what's going on and they know the rights they have, the empowerment that would occur in the body of Christ, I think, could change our country. And so, I just really encourage people to to get involved by at least first, you know, getting on the list and just seeing what's happening and praying, and uh, and then obviously, I mean, I've had people that got you know involved, looked at some of the stuff, and the next thing they knew, they were running for state board of education or you know <laughs> whatever else uh, moms who became, you know, State Board of Education chairs. Uh, <laughs> so beware, once you get involved, God might call you to actually do something. That's but right. the first step is to actually see what's happening, pray about it and and inform others uh, so that the body of Christ can, can really be unified.
0: And folks, while you're on the yeah. website, uh, pray about a way to, to make a great donation to Liberty uh, Institute, because, uh, this is one of the best grounds you can sow into uh, that will bless uh, this this organization and this this much needed uh, group of uh, of attorneys, Kelly Shackelford and his team there. So, as you're on the website libertyinstitute.org, click on the Ways to Give uh, tab and uh, and give what what's on your heart. We encourage that very much
1: absolutely ron thanks for throwing that in there and and kelly thank you so much for for coming on and ex, you know exposing our listeners uh, to what you guys are doing it's really powerful and uh, we hope that that everyone will will tune in and and be people of action libertyinstitute.org is how they get there for right now uh, again, we want to thank our sponsors as we close out. Uh, Ambitious Radio could not do it without you. RepairMyCreditNow.com. And entrepreneurs and small business owners are always looking for great resources. So if you need a logo or a website, 99designs connects the world with great graphic artists, dozens of of designs instead of just one at 99designs. Spend less and get more. Start your design contest today. Tune in Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio, where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs that are changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you can't make both. So go out there and be ambitious.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.